I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Have you voted yet? I haven't. I was researching all the propositions yesterday. So I think I'm ready to vote. Um, so I'm going to fill out my ballot and mail it tomorrow. I'm very excited. How about okay. you? I will try to do the same. Okay. We'll be, we will be voting buddies from afar. Yes. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to discuss transparency. Then in Take a Hike, we'll talk about managing expectations people versus creating expectations people. We're also going to amplify actor and activist Evan Rachel Wood's new two-part documentary, Phoenix Rising. And finally, this week's Hollywood hack is tech-related. But first, Liz, we have an update. In episode 281, we talked about using two ring lights on either side of your screen during Zoom meetings to eliminate the problem of ring light reflection in your glasses, which we see all the time on ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie from England wrote us with another Zoom lighting hack. She said, hey, Liz and Sarah. My hack is, if you're lucky enough to have an office with windows, position your desk in the corner of the room with the window. I have done this, and it means I get great natural light on my face all day, and I always get compliments about my skin, how I look, etc. I say the corner slash on an angle because if you face it directly, the sun can be a pain, and the screen, if you use a large one, can block or cause shadows. I also think it reminds me to take a look outside and provide screen breaks for my eyes. Plus, it keeps me connected to people by seeing all the comings and goings in the street. And then she also says that she's super excited to be listening to our podcast and that, like me, she loves sound baths, which I appreciate. And then we also wanted to let people know we are prepping for our holiday gift guide episode. I think it's coming up in two weeks. So if you have any thoughts on great business gifts in particular, please email us. um, And we'll also put a post on our Facebook group. Yes. And it can cost very little, like $10 or could cost, you know, $200 because, of course, there's a big range of what people get for gifts. Indeed. Okay, it is time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's transparency. Transparency is a very tricky thing, I think, in our business and probably 
in every business. You never know when you can be transparent and when you can't or when other people are being transparent and when they're not. It's it's a little like you have to feel it out every time. Yeah. You know what's interesting, Sarah, is I feel like this is an issue that we understood zero about when we started out. I We didn't even know there was such a thing as people not being transparent or being <laughs> transparent. The first time I became aware of it is when the Writers Guild would talk about wanting transparency on various accounting matters with studios. But over the years of our careers, we've increasingly understood that transparency is not a given in any situation. And we ourselves might not always be totally transparent. Right. It's kind of a sliding scale. It's like there's super transparent to it's a window versus a wall. And then there's somewhere in the middle of what <laughs> what you can see or not. Yeah. And I mean, there's the reason for not being transparent, because to me, I would just say, well, obviously, everyone should be transparent and that makes life easier. Yeah. Is it could be you could be giving up a little power by being transparent. Yeah. Knowledge is power. And if everyone knows all of your business, they can use that in theory to sort of gain an advantage. Yeah. And I mean, this is really part of the reason why people in our business have representatives advise on that to be the people who are saying like, this is what we're saying. This is what we're not and why. Yeah. And trusting those people, I think, is super important. Yeah. But we're thinking about this right now because recently we were very transparent and it was, I think, a very good thing in this instance to be transparent. Yeah. We were just decided, let's just be completely upfront with what our issues are and put it all on the table. And hopefully then we can move forward. And we did that. And then in fact, we were able to move forward. So that was just very satisfying. I mean, it kind of led us to this discussion that we're having now. And you said something I thought was interesting, which is that because we're there's two things. There's negotiations. That's an area where transparency is is an issue, but then it's also ongoing. Like for instance, Sarah, when we're writing something and and we're being asked about it, we don't not want to say, oh, we have no idea what the act five break is. We we have nothing. (laughs) We'll say, oh, we're working on it. You know, we don't want (laughs) to But Sarah, we really want to work with people who are transparent. There's nothing more exhausting than working with people who give you partial information and then hold back the information that you actually need. One area where this really comes up, and this is why we love our line producer, Mark Grossan from Fantasy Island so much, is line producers, who are the people who are in charge of money on television shows, (laughs) are um, known to sometimes not be totally open with the money situation, and it can lead to all sorts of headaches. Yes, there's like a secret thing going on, and they feel like if they tell you something, then they won't have the ability to change something later in the columns of calculating things. I don't even know. And... (laughs) And it gets, it's very hard sometimes to have a solid discussion. Yes. And yes, part of why we like Mark is we're getting like actual information that is actionable. Yes. Like if he says we can't afford to do that, I believe him. Yes. You know, or if he says that set can't be ready until Monday, I believe him. Yeah. Again, and and this goes to relationships 
over time you build that and that makes life much easier. Um, But it is a tricky issue. And I think transparency, I mean, we're talking about it in Hollywood, but I do think this is one of those things that I imagine impacts almost everyone. I mean, I think teachers deal with this a lot. You always hear from teachers that they love teaching, but they just don't like dealing with administration and politics and all of that. And I think that's an issue where sometimes there's a mandate comes down for a teacher, but you don't know, they might not know why they're getting that mandate. Mm -hmm. And that's very frustrating. I'm sure in any corporation, this is a big issue. I mean, people love to say need to know basis equals not transparent. You know, and people are like, they need (laughs) to know basis. That's basically saying we're like hiding as much information as we can. So it's interesting. It's what I think is interesting is our kind of realization that we hadn't had before about just talking about it and approaching it with a yay or a nay. I mean, you know, we before hadn't really sat down and said, okay, can we be entirely transparent? Yes, we can. And then done that. It's more been something we've just felt out in the moment tacitly. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. And I think probably we will now be more conscious of like, do we feel comfortable being transparent? Because if we don't like beep, 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 back up the truck, you know? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we never stop learning. It's so true. (laughs) This business just doles out lesson after lesson. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, coming up, we're going to talk about two types of people. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, it is time for Take a Hike in which we discuss physical, mental, and spiritual health. And today it's what I would say is mental health. And today we have a question. Okay, and this question to ask yourself is, are you dealing with a managing expectations person or a creating expectations person? 
So, Sarah, let's explain what that means. Yes. Okay. So a managing expectations person is someone who, if you ask them a question or if you're in a situation with them, they're the person who is always saying like, I won't say it's pessimistic because it's really not. I think it's trying to just make sure that no one is jumping the gun, getting too excited, like just really kind of rein it in. These are the rein it in people yes. who want to make sure that your expectations don't get too high. Yes. And then the creating expectations person <laughs> is is kind of the opposite. They're the person who's like, build it and they will come. The person who's like, yes, this is going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. Or I think you're going to get that call tomorrow or something where you're, they're creating like almost like an adrenaline rush where you're like, oh my gosh, great. <laughs> and you don't realize necessarily that they're just willing sometimes these things to happen, these outcomes. They're creating yes. it on the theory that if, if, if they say it loud enough, it will happen. And we deal in our career with both kinds of people. Well, and both are positive in different ways. Right. I mean, what's interesting to me about the creating expectations person is, especially in this industry, that's a really powerful thing to do. Yes. In a lot of places, in a lot of industries, probably if you're like, yes, this thing is going to sell. This gadget that we made is going to be a huge seller. It's like, it is or it isn't, and it probably doesn't matter. But in our industry, creating expectation can be really meaningful. Yeah, because it can create momentum. Yeah. And momentum is one of the most important things. In fact, Sarah, we should do a podcast segment about momentum. I don't think we've ever we talked should. about that. But on the other hand, it, it can have you waiting by the phone a lot, yes. creating expectations. It can. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the downside of it is that you... And this is why we think it's important to highlight the difference between these kinds of approaches yeah. is you have to know that you're dealing with a creating expectations person so that you don't get too caught up yeah. in the excitement and you, you continue to take a realistic view. Yes. And then the managing expectation person is great because... Again, you can believe that they're being analytical and thoughtful in what they say, and that can be very helpful. At the same time, unwittingly, managing expectations people can make us feel very pessimistic. Yes. And I don't think that's their intention. No, absolutely not. But that is where you sort of end up landing. You're like, oh, well, never mind. It's over. It's dead. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yes. When in fact, they're just managing your expectations so you're not crushed. But again, it's like that thing of if you know you're dealing with a managing expectations person, it doesn't impact you as greatly because you know that that's their approach. It's like you have to find that middle ground between creating expectations and managing expectations. That's probably where the reality is somewhere. Yes. Also known, Sarah, as taking something with a grain of salt in any direction, right? It's like, <laughs> yes. basically, you have to look at the facts surrounding the issue, uh, not just somebody's attitude toward it. Yes. And I mean, again, I think knowing these things is what helps us keep, hopefully, more steady as we move forward. Exactly. So that we're not 
don't have like this high, high, and then plunge down. High, high, plunge down. Which Lord knows we have been prey to that many, many times. Absolutely. Often within the same five minute period. (laughs) Exactly. No more. No more. (laughs) Steady, steady. Yes. And it's interesting to think about yourself and what kind of person you are. I mean, you and I, I think, are very much managing expectations, people. That's yes, just I agree. where we are as humans. Yes. We don't often get up the raw, raw, oh, this is going to happen. It's going to be great. I think we maybe need more of that in ourselves. I agree. Because as you're saying, this creating expectations person really is about momentum. I think it would be helpful if we had some rah-rah creating expectations energy. It's hard, though, because I think it's really innate to who you are. I know. You know? Yes. I don't think if I like marched into a room and was like, hey, everybody, are we ready (laughs) for this? I just think it would not come off. Yeah. I I feel I would feel like a goofball. I admire those people. No, me too. I think I don't know. This is something we should definitely ponder, though. Okay. There may be ways. There may be ways we can do Okay, yes. And if you have any thoughts on strategies we can employ, action items that will make us more creating expectations people, please let us know. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay, Liz, let's move on to Amplify, in which we amplify the work of women and people of color. And this week, we want to amplify a two-part documentary called Phoenix Rising that's currently showing on HBO Max. Yes, Phoenix Rising is a two-part documentary that follows Evan Rachel Wood as she tells her story of alleged domestic violence and her campaign for justice. We say alleged because, of course, you have to say alleged. And Sarah, this is about her time with Marilyn Manson, who is a obviously like a huge uh, musician. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know Evan Rachel Wood, she's an absolutely incredible actor. You and I yeah. fell in love with her on a TV show called Once and Again many years ago. And we were kind of just intensely interested in her because she was so young and so good. So talented. And then what's interesting is we actively watched her change. And it was just seemed like she was a totally different person. I mean, obviously, this is just us seeing her and Us Weekly, but that's how it seemed to us. <laughs> and then this documentary really tells the story of what happened, which is that she got involved with Marilyn Manson. And he was a very controlling, allegedly abusive individual. And it took her years to get away from him. And furthermore, in in going through this process, she's realized, you know, the laws about coming after someone on the statute of limitations was extremely short. So she's working to change that. Um, And she has managed to, with, of course, the help of others, change some laws. But it really just tells the story of how she has come back from that or is coming back from that. It's like a a long process, obviously. It doesn't happen overnight. And it really shows you how easily one can be in one of these situations. Even if you have all the talent Mm -hmm. in the world and opportunity in the world and friends and family, it can still happen. Of course, she also talks about how her 
childhood also contributed to her sort of being someone who ended up in the situation. So it's just really interesting. I think the subject matter is super important, and I think it's really well done. Yes, and obviously we wish her the best. She is such, like, a truly extraordinary actor. So yes, definitely worth your time. And I think, Sarah, it's a good thing for daughters to watch because I think it's just good to be aware that you can end up in a relationship that can really derail your life. And it can happen yes. when you're very young. Yeah. Scary. Okay, Liz, coming up, we have a tech Hollywood hack, but first this break. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this um, Hollywood hack, which is consolidate your tech. And this is something that is a great hack, as you have told me, for both being at home and traveling. So explain. Yes. So we all now, I mean, we have just like power cord after power cord for our phones and our iPads and our watches and our, I mean, just like 8,000 power cords. And they're all like different plugs on both ends. It's like such a pain. So one way to manage all this crazy cordness is a power cord with USB. Like get one that has multiple plugs and multiple USBs and then everything goes in that one power cord. And I know there are some people who keep their tech like in the living room, so it's not in their bedroom. So it would be everything consolidated on that one power cord there. I keep it in my bedroom, I must admit. So everything consolidated on that one power cord on my bedside table. And then what's really great about this is when you travel, you're not unplugging 8,000 things and wrapping up the cords and putting in the, you're just unplugging one thing, you put it in your suitcase, everything's attached to it. You go to your hotel room, you plug in that one thing and you're good to go. Yeah, bizarrely, it never would have occurred to me to like take a whole power strip with me on vacation. It would just seem bizarre. <laughs> it would have just seemed like these two things don't go together, power strip and vacation. But once you said it, it made so much sense. Yeah. I mean, it really makes things so much easier when you're in a hotel because, of course, it's just impossible in hotels to find the right cord in the right place. And, you know, some are by the bed, some are on the other side, some are hidden and you can't get them. This is just, you just need one. You just need one that's sort of in the right spot and you're good. And then the other thing is when Violet and I went to Europe, I got one that is also an adapter. Ah. So it had all the different plugs on the end that I needed, and I could plug everything into just one thing when we were in Europe. So there, you can get an adapter power cord 
and then have just your regular one for being at home. And Sarah, while we're on this subject, I have to add a bonus hack, which is it's a good idea for everyone in the family to mark their own cords and device chargers, right? So like I try to put a little pink sticker on chargers that are mine so that they don't get taken by somebody and then into the (laughs) the sort of ocean of chargers where you don't know what you need or, 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 or where it is just to keep them straight. Okay. That is genius. What kind of stickers? I have a little sticker book that my sister gave me for Christmas. This of all these just very delicate little stickers. She just gave it to me as like a whimsical item. And I thought, what am I going to do with these stickers? And then I said, ah, I'll put them on my devices. Okay. On my chargers for my various devices. I yes. also try to, to label things. You know, you can use those little tabs that are really for pages, but I wrap them uh-huh. around cords and write headphones or whatever. Because just within our own tangle of cords, we get so confused as to what goes with what. Now, another good thing, though, about this uh, power cord hack is that they're just always plugged into the same thing. Yes. Well, and again, you could have one and Violet could have one. So it's like, again, it keeps everyone's stuff straight. So there isn't mass confusion over chargers and outlets and cords. I can't be the only person who has just like a drawer that is just cords. No, no. And you, <laughs> what do you do with them? No, it's it's yes. an ongoing oh. happiness stumbling block of modern life that we all have yes. drawers of cords <laughs> that used to be valuable and might still be valuable if only we knew what they belonged to. If only they were labeled and had stickers. Yes. All right, I'm doing that from now on. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, I just thought of a time when we were create expectations, people. When? When we were doing the pilot for the selection uh-huh. for the CW, oh, yeah. uh, we for Christmas, we gave all the executives at the studio and the network mugs with like the picture um, of the selection, the book cover, because it was based on a book filled with like Hershey's Kisses in this really beautiful cellophane wrap which you know now that i think about it i'm like that was bold right because we were like it's so easily the pilot couldn't have been made (laughs) and you know we would have felt foolish but we were creating an expectation 
That's true. And I wonder if, you know, given that that did not go, even though it really should have. Well, it went as a pilot, just not as a show. It went as a pilot, but it didn't get picked up as a show. And I'm wondering if that maybe killed our creating expectations energy. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Then now we're like, never mind, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, we haven't always been managing expectations. Okay, so we know we can do it. Yes. From the Onward Project.